Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. And today we have Lambros Demos here with us. He's with Rolla Page in Mr. and Mrs. Saga, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the program. Just the Mrs. Part, yeah. <laughs> Just the Mrs. Part. I used to live, they used to be my hometown uh, many years ago. Oh, no way. When okay, you're a kid, of course, you kind of mess uh, around with the name. And of course, of Mr. course. Mr. Yeah. Saga seemed to be, Absolutely. I think I knew some Agas. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so a beautiful fall morning today here in, uh, I'm in Brampton today, actually, just next door. Okay. So I was out playing tennis. It is still warm enough to do that. And fall is coming. How does yep. that change the market when we go from season to season, especially this season as interest rates are going up? Yeah. Uh, what's happening in the minds and the hearts of uh, the residents of Mississauga? Yeah, no, that's a great question. If this was a traditional year, uh, I would have said market tends to go up in the fall. Like we're mm-hmm. slow in the summer, July, August, people are on vacation. They want to buy before you know their kids get into school and get settled in. But now school has started. Everybody's back to a normal routine. Uh, and so the market picks up again. So spring, if spring is the peak of the market, it goes down and then fall comes back up a bit and then goes down over the holidays, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but 2022 has been anything but a traditional year. We started off the year on a, on a high, you know, prices, I mean, we're, we're accelerating every day, never mind it weekly or oh, yeah. monthly. Crazy. It was crazy. And then we hit, we hit a, a brick wall in March. Uh, and then prices started coming back down. They've dropped about 25% or so, give and take, depending on the property, depending on the location. Uh, since then, so things are a bit flat right now. Things are a bit flat. Interest rates played a big role, as you mentioned. Uh, for that, a lot of people want to take a step back and see what's going to happen with the market. So, But right now, I think we kind of hit the bottom of the market. You know, who knows? Nobody can predict exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But in some pockets, we've seen price go up, others price go down. So there's a bit of a slight movement, you know, 1% up or 1% down. So yeah, I think Calgary's still pretty hot. Yeah, uh, Calgary, I can't speak to the Calgary market because I only work in Ontario and specifically in the GTA area. So Calgary's a little bit out of my scope. But I think to answer your original question, what's going to happen? I think things will start picking up again, you know, in October, November, I think we'll see some market activity. Uh, and then who knows what's going to happen over the winter time. So back way back when, uh, might have been 2008, uh, you know, there was like that financial crash. Yes. And this guy called Lucas, uh, you know, was in a boardroom in New Zealand with a bunch of old geezers that had invested a lot of money. And all of a sudden they're seeing their retirement go out of the window. Yeah. And he was thinking, you know, hey, don't panic. The market's okay. going to come back up. Yeah. It's hard not to panic. Yeah. And that was his advice. And I'll tell you his second uh, thought, which is really important. We'll discuss that in a minute. So right now, the reality is as the interest rates go up, it is disturbing. Mm-hmm. You know, four or 5% is not the end of the world. No. We've just been really spoiled with a ultra low rate. But still, there's a reality. I was talking to one of uh, our guests, 
they had a client who had a million dollar mortgage. Mm-hmm. And at uh, 2%, they were doing a 2000 and change a month uh, for their mortgage. Okay. And when it went up to four point something, all of a sudden they added another $2,400 to their monthly payment, yeah. which is like super scary. And when you look at inflation, even scarier. Yeah. So what advice do you give people so they don't panic? Because just like our friend Lucas with the seniors, when things were happening, it's like, if you start sell off now, you're going to get hurt really badly. What advice are you giving people that are thinking of selling their home and people that are thinking of buying? Is yeah. it two pieces of different advice? What is it? It is different advice. It's it's very case dependent, right? So we have to look at all these the situation, right? And you have to look at everybody's comfort zone. You have to look at everybody's income levels, et cetera, what they're comfortable with. In my opinion, you only lose money in not in, only in real estate in any market, the stock market, if you sell, right? Yes. If you hold on to that, at, prices are going to eventually go back up. You mentioned the crash, two thousand eight. The market has come back up since then. Then we had a. a sort of crash, real estate crash in, maybe not call it a crash, but it was, it was a correction in 2017. Mm-hmm. Prices have more than doubled since that, that point in time and then have gone back up again. So had you panicked and sold your property in 2017, you would have lost money, but had you held on, now you're way better off, right? So, so what's kind of interesting is when I, uh, when I panic in the stock market and I sell stock, yeah, uh, I have money. Right. And uh, I can do something with it. And sure. uh, when you sell your house, you have nowhere to live. <laughs> That's you right. Have to so you either have, you to, have rent. to buy something, correct that thing. So yeah. you're kind yeah. of uh, in a jam at the same time, right? You're absolutely right. It depends what you sell for. If you sell and still owe a lot of money in mortgage, then you don't have you have hardly anything uh, to go and buy something else. And if you're stuck renting, you'll probably end up renting for the rest of your life because over the long term, prices are going to just going to continue up. But if you sell with a ton of equity, then maybe you'll get lucky and you'll, get, you'll be able to get back in the market. I don't know. It depends what you're going to buy. You're going to downsize, you're going to upsize, uh, who knows, right? So that's why I said it's very case specific, right? We have to see each individual's uh, situation and, so, and comfort level as well. So when my wife and I moved from Canada to uh California, hmm. the pricing here in the Toronto market was still pretty reasonable compared to California. Yeah. And they were like billboards that were saying, you know, homes starting at the low 800s. Yeah. And we were like, uh, oh my God, you know, uh, uh, I can't even believe they're writing that on the board. And after three months, we were saying shit like, oh, it's only $900,000. It's like, That's what right. do you just say? And it's, you just get so accustomed <laughs> to the place yeah. that you're in. Yeah. And so, yeah. We ended up buying a house yeah. there. Uh, it was like a, probably a $600,000 house with no money down. Okay. It was like a family transaction, which kind of helped a little bit. Okay. But uh, we ended up getting into the market somehow and uh, you know progressing with it. So okay. what advice do you have to younger people coming into the market where mm-hmm. it looks like it's unaffordable? I'm hearing of you know kids sharing an apartment in Toronto and they're each paying a thousand dollars and change and there's yeah. three of them to yeah. afford one apartment, which is like mind boggling. So how do you advise them to get into the market when they're just starting out? Wow. Um, I'd say they have to be creative and have to uh, sacrifice, you know, like marry can't... rich. Oh yeah. Well, that's one option as well. <laughs> <laughs> or if they have, you know, uh, their parents, maybe they get a gift from their parents, mm-hmm. which a lot of people, that's how they got into the market. The last couple of years is I think um, about 80% of first time home buyers received some kind of assistance from parents or grandparents or other. Nice. Et cetera. 
so that's one option. The second option uh, would be to, you know, sacrifice your living situation. So for example, if you buy a smaller house or a condominium or something like that, uh, maybe you're not going to get the house of your dreams right off the bat. You have to live somewhere else for, for a short time, build equity, and then move on to something bigger. Because as I said, uh, eventually over the long term prices are just going to keep going up and you're just going to keep building equity instead of renting and paying someone else's mortgage and someone else's equity right so that's the way yeah, i see it and it's it's uh, almost like you need young people to say okay uh we need a strategy from our realtor to get into the market and one of those things is you're going to buy fixer upper that you don't want to live in correct uh, but you have to live in and you're correct. going to not only wait for the market to go up but you're going to actually do whatever needs doing to make that house more valuable. And that's how you step up into yes. the market. Because if you just go with, if you're being complacent, uh, you're going to drown. No, absolutely. And maybe take it even a step further. You buy that fixer upper and you live in the basement while you rent out the upstairs. So now someone's paying your mortgage upstairs. You're sacrificing a couple of years living in the basement. It's not ideal. I understand that. But at least you're you're in the market now. You're building equity, and you can move up to something that you want to be in. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's kind of interesting, but uh, Canada versus the U.S. Mm -hmm. Like it's just plain normal for people to rent out the basement, yeah, rent out part of their house, and it's kind of unusual in the U.S. Certainly. And so it's kind of interesting how, uh, in some ways, we're very similar people, and in other ways, you know. Totally different cultures. Yeah. Well, a lot of homes in the U.S. don't even have basements, right? So that's a foreign concept to them. Also, you have to look at the markets. So you mentioned your shock at the $800,000 billboard uh, yes. prices were, were listed at. Uh, that's a huge amount in, in some parts of the U.S., right? Because, I mean, I, I belong to a number of uh, uh, networking groups, and there's a bunch of American agents in there, and they're talking about listing homes at 200, 300, 400,000. I'm like, wow, you can't even get a one-bedroom uh, condo for that price uh, up here, right? So Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, when you're going into, uh, you know, the hot markets, it's like uh, off the charts as well um, yeah so uh tell me about you uh, uh solo operator do you have a team no solo operator yeah single agent uh been doing so for 11 years now nice yeah so what made you stay uh kind of like, hey i'm just gonna be by myself because it's so attractive for people to go what i'm supposed to do is i'm supposed to get a certain level i'm supposed to get a team i'm supposed to do this and yeah. oftentimes they go from kind of liking their gig so all of a sudden you got to manage people and then it's like they got their own agendas and it's like, uh, and you can't hit them apparently. That's against the law. So <laughs> what made you stay in your lane and feel comfortable doing that? Uh, I, I just feel more comfortable working for myself and nice. just answering to myself, right? I don't have to answer to anybody else. I don't have to uh, supervise anybody else. Uh, you know, that's just my comfort zone right now. Uh, in five years from now, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Maybe I will build a team. I'm not sure. But at this point in time, this is where I'm at comfortably. And um, the, what the, I work best uh, as a solo operator. So in the brokerage you're in, how many agents in the brokerage? I think we have about 200 right now. 200? Give or take, yeah. Any teams in the brokerage? Oh, yeah. Plenty of teams. Plenty of teams in the brokerage. Like yeah. who's the hottest team, would you say? Uh, I mean, well, production, not looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the second question. Yeah, there is, there is, uh, and there's quite a few teams that are doing quite well. You know, I, I don't really pay attention to, like, nice. I, I try not to compare myself to anybody else. I Smart. just compare myself to myself, right? So I say, hey, you know, what did I do last year? I want to beat that this year. Uh, and true enough, every year, you know, 
I've been, my production has been getting better and better. I've even stepped up a level this year. How many transactions last year? For for myself? Mm -hmm. Approximately 24, I think. Maybe two months, something like that. Yeah. And how many do you expect to do this year? Uh, I think it's more than that. I think it's close to about 28, maybe 30. But I mean, the year is not bad considering this is a a tough year. It is a tough year, and a lot of people have been struggling this year. So I consider uh, myself fortunate, very grateful, you know, for the business that I have, for my clients, you know, and um, I, I work hard. You know, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. You know, I, I work hard. Well, so. you know, it's a badge of honor. So where yeah, do you absolutely. need to improve? As you look at yourself right now, there's a better version of you out there next year. But in order to get there, you have to improve skill set, mindset. Yes. Uh, get a facelift, whatever that thing is. What is the thing that you're trying to to improve on this year that'll uh, let you find your better self next year? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think that ties into your last question. I need to step out of my comfort zone of being a solo operator. Uh, so I have thought about hiring an assistant or hiring okay. someone else working for me. So that means I have to delegate more, which okay. is, I'm very not so comfortable with. I'm going to stop you right yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you hang up from me, yeah. Hire an assistant. We've talked to some of the most successful yeah. realtors in North America. When I asked them, what's the one piece of advice you'd give realtors? They said, hire an assistant as soon as you can, because it allows you to get more customer facing time. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so absolutely 100% do that. And uh, here's a piece of advice uh, mm-hmm. is when you interview the person, if you really like them, uh, yeah. one of the questions to ask them is this, it comes in like a, tangentially. It's like, uh, so tell me about someone, you know, at school, might have been university or high school, or maybe at a job where they got the best performance out of you. And they'll say, oh, Mr. So-and-so, you know, I did my best work for him. Then go, you know, so how did he get, uh, how did he lead you? Like, what did he do? Did he tell you what to do? Did he show you? Did he let you? And then they'll tell you a story about how this person got this magic performance out of them. Because if you ask someone, you know, how do you like to be uh, led? Like, what do you need from me? Oftentimes it opens up a different filter and they tell you mm. what they think they should say. But when you ask them about uh, something from the past, they'll go, oh yeah, Mr. Jones, he would do da 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 And that'll be like really, really useful for you to get the best uh, performance out of them. Interesting. Well, that's great advice. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that. I'll keep that in mind for sure. Cool. And uh, so as you look into your crystal ball, what's going to happen next year? Your best guess. In, in the real estate market? I mean, I think interest rates will continue up. However, I don't see prices coming down too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, sellers, most of them are not in a panic. A lot of them are locked in to fixed rates or static payments or something like that. So uh, I don't see a flurry of inventory hitting the market. And that's the only thing that can really cause a crash if we have an overabundance of, of supply, right? So right now we're still in a seller's market. Technically, we're only at about Three months of inventory and mm. anything more than that uh, then becomes a balanced market and then becomes eventually a buyer's market. So we're technically, um, statistically speaking, we're still in a seller's market. And if if supply decreases, on the other hand, then you may see something called FOMO kick in again, which has been responsible for the last two spikes in, in price appreciation, fear of missing out, FOMO, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying prices are going to spike again, but I think they might go a little upwards uh, around Christmas time, holidays, um, because that's what we've seen the last two years because supply has been really down. And then that that sparks fear in the buyer's mind saying, oh, I better get in now before there's nothing for me out there. Brilliant. So uh, before we part company today, 
uh, three questions. Number yep. one, what brings joy into your life? Wow, I have to say my niece and nephews. Nice. Um, you know, uh, they just they, they bring a smile to my face every time. And um, yeah, they, they, they really do bring joy in my life. And one of the benefits of having nieces and nephews is you can sugar them up and send them home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, to right. What's one piece of advice you'd give people to be more effective, more productive, sexier, sleep better? Like what would be that one nugget you'd give people that they can use right now to improve their, uh, their existence? I, I, I say get a coach mm -hmm. or have join a community that can support you right so uh, i did that about a year and a half ago uh, i joined this great community uh, and i started getting coached uh, not nice. only in real estate but also in business and that really gives you uh, somebody to lean on somebody to get ideas from somebody to uh, keep you accountable right somebody to push you etc cetera, etc cetera. so that that was a, a turning point uh, in my career for sure so that's what i would advise anyone to do brilliant is there a question i should have asked you that i did not <laughs> um well, let's go back to one of the questions you did ask. You asked about how people can get into the market. Mm -hmm. So I recently um, uh, joined up with this, uh, this group uh, for co-ownership. So, so it's something new to the market right now. Uh, and what it does, it helps with the down payment. So if somebody can qualify for a mortgage from an in income level, but they don't have saved up enough money for a down payment, they'll top up your down payment to about 20%. Let's say you only have 5%. They'll give you the, the additional 15% or, or whatever it is with no interest. Uh, so, and you don't have to pay it back until you sell the house, right? So, uh, if anybody wants to learn more about this, by all means, they can reach out to me. Cool. And, and we'll put links in the show notes so people can please reach do. you pretty easily. Hundred percent, yeah. Please do. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation today, and My I'm pleasure. looking forward to our next. Thanks, Omar. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Have a great. Something new to the market right now. Uh, and what it does, it helps with the down payment. So if somebody can qualify for a mortgage from an in income level, but they don't have saved up enough money for a down payment, they'll top up your down payment to about 20%. Let's say you only have 5%. They'll give you the, the additional 15% or, or whatever it is with no interest. Uh, so, and you don't have to pay it back until you sell the house, right? So, uh, if anybody wants to learn more about this, by all means, they can reach out to me. Cool. And, and we'll put links in the show notes so people can please reach do. you pretty easily. Hundred percent, yeah, please do. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation today, and My I'm pleasure. looking forward to our next. Thanks, Omar. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 